Now it's time. Great Bishop and the Council Roundup. About a two-hour meeting last night, Committee of the Whole, conducted by Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso. And uh, some good conversation, a lot to get to. It is the Council Roundup. I'm Greg Bishop. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch. Head West Subs. All right, so each and every Wednesday, if there's a council meeting, I bring you the council roundup where we review uh, and give you the highlights of what happened at last night's Springfield City Council meeting. Even if you don't live in Springfield, I think this is important because you likely, if you live in the area, uh, spend your tax dollars in Springfield. So how are those tax dollars being managed? It's not the only thing discussed at uh, the city council, but... uh, Definitely comes up from time to time, but it was somebody's birthday last night, and that was former Springfield Alderman, current Springfield City Clerk, Frank Lesko. That's something that uh, Alderwoman DeCenso highlighted to begin the meeting with at last night's Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole. Happy birthday. Oh, well, thank you. How old are you? 21. Uh, 21 and holding. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought you were going to say 40 and fabulous. Thank you, wish you know, Thank you very much. Yes, you're welcome. Happy birthday, Frank Lesko. Uh, all right, so let's get into uh, some ordinances that uh, remain in committee. There's a question about one of them that remains in committee that could deal with a problem a lot of people are dealing with when they're driving to work work in downtown Springfield. Those the ordinances for uh, pretending to pedestrians on the roadways and the solicitation. Um. So Alderman Redpath asking, where's that ordinance at? It's stuck in committee. Here's Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel talking about why it's still stuck in committee. And that you may recall that relates to uh, we had received a uh, letter from ACLU questioning the <clears throat> nature and the extent of the regulation. Uh, in relation to the ability to do uh, uh, make some type of error for panhandling. So we are looking at that. Thank you. So we're going to see this next week possibly come up. Who knows? Uh, but it's something that's been held in committee while they deal with some of the questions that the uh, um, American Civil Liberties Union of Illinois raised. Meanwhile, uh, moving into ordinances up for consideration, there were a couple of union contracts that were uh, up for consideration, and they just put those on the consent. There was also a workers' comp case. I think it was like $70-plus. Uh, so uh, some, some important issues there but not much discussion on any of that. Uh, So they're moving forward with uh, agreeing to uh, uh, contract negotiations uh, with various different uh, city employees. Uh, But you do have one uh, or two different ordinances that deal with uh, funds being sent to businesses or nonprofits, and this is all about COVID relief. Alderman Redpath talking about the business grants and the process of this playing out. So, So can someone tell us what's the criteria for small businesses to be able to, to uh, apply and, and receive these grants? The, um, w- with respect to the uh, 387 for the navigator, I think that is more of the assistance, technical assistance. The next one you may recall is um, this is one that you already approved, the 776000 This is the second piece of that. Uh, COVID. The, basically the COVID grants. If you recall, we got two sets. And uh, the uh, HUD has asked us to actually formally 
accept, which is what the requirement of the ordinance is, so that it, there's a record that it's been accepted, although we, of course, have received it. So they've received it. They just got to, you know, approve that, they, <laughs> prove that they received it. Here's the mayor talking about the COVID relief dollars. The CDBG funds, that's the... Uh, 2021 389 that's with regards to uh, community development block grant funds and anything uh, you know um, over what dollar amount would that be over uh, 50,000 I think has to come before city council so Correct. those uh, we do had we had a uh, public hearing last week on the plan and you can go to the website springfield.il.us to take a look at it but it has to fall under those guidelines for uh, distribution and most of those will come before city council for approval so again that's separate these dollars are separate than the 34 million dollars that the city's getting just for city expenses for like sewers and other things that they can spend that money on uh this is dollars and i think there was like seven hundred thousand dollars that's being set aside for uh economic grants to businesses so they're just discussing on how much is there uh what are the criteria uh, but also they, they've already gotten some of this money and they've dispersed some of this money so uh alderman redpath curious the the kind of outlay of that how's that looked here's the mayor talking about some of the spending that's already gone out i think uh part of it went to the food bank i think a hundred thousand dollars the uh, other part went to rental assistance i think roughly about four hundred thousand dollars um i'm trying to think with the business assistance grant we had uh, several hundred thousand uh going to the uh, grants that we did give out to businesses as well as CWLP assistance. And then uh, I believe the last one was Compass for Kids. And uh, we upped that with the, uh, this, they're involved with the second portion that we're voting on tonight as well, Compass for Kids was. Alderman Hanauer uh, talking about some of the issues he's uh, facing with uh, landlords uh, still waiting for dollars to help alleviate the pressure of them not being able to collect from their tenants. From people, the landlords that they're they're in jeopardy of losing their the banks taking their their uh, properties and that's gonna de that's gonna really affect uh, issues you know housing issues coming up is there any is there any plan to help help them out to, so that they don't lose their their um, properties because they lose their properties the people will be you know it's gonna be a, a, a you know, the domino effect I'm, I'm concerned with, you know. Alderwoman Purchase uh, also has concerns about this because she is herself a landlord. Ralph, as you know, I'm a landlord, so we're still waiting on our payments from the governor. Jeez. And in the meantime, if you do help with assistance, is there some type of tracking to show if they're receiving funds already so we're not double dipping and giving yeah. it to them that's while point. we're waiting on our funds to come in? Yeah, because if there are those who are double dipping, that's going to take dollars away from those who really need it. Uh, and I think it's something that absolutely there needs to be proper oversight of. Here's Mayor Jim Langfelder talking about uh, the, the next steps here and what to do about finding out if the governor is going to be paying out, if the city is going to be paying out double dipping and so on with regards to that uh, we'll follow up with the state so if there's any landlords that are questioning that not getting a response through the state we'll uh, check with the governor's office or dceo that's where i believe the funds are coming from directly 
All right, so coming back, uh, they delve into a whole bunch of other stuff, from abandoned properties to even dealing with the liquor licensing and how they're going to go about changing it when it comes to video gaming and uh, when it comes to 3 a.m. liquor licenses, plus conversation about just how much CWLP is owed by people not paying their bill because apparently we're still in a COVID emergency, so... Back with the WMAY Morning News Feed Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. I'm Greg Bishop at 724, reviewing last night's Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole. Oh, okay. Oh, I just got a message uh, to clarify something. Sweet. Okay. Good deal. It's a microphone. Kevin, look at this. Unbelievable. <laughs> this microphone just, like, fell off its... It's cradle. Uh, this like the fifth time it's happened today. Um, get back on there. It's like a little screw thread. Got to put it into the, the cradle of the microphone. When you cradle, cradle will ride. Oh, that's going in much further than it did yesterday. Look at that. Oh yeah, that's good. That's good stuff right there. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> this puppy's not coming off here for a long time. Sweet. Okay, good deal. All right, so back with the council roundup. Uh, now that I got the microphone figured out and I got some background conversation uh, about uh, CWLP and how much they're owed, which is something we'll hear about. Uh, but let's get into some ordinances up for consideration. Uh, here is Corporation Council Jim Zirkel talking about one measure that uh, uh, is up for consideration at last night's Committee of the Whole. Springfield Code of Ordinances is amended. That's, uh, not the uh, Zirkel, that's uh, the clerk. Uh, happy birthday, Frank. Springfield Code of Ordinances is amended pertaining to registration of vacant buildings. Motion debate. Debate. <laughs> hold on a second. Don't, don't worry. Oh, God. Um, you can hear. Alderman Sean Gregory is just exacerbated by the fact that this ordinance is going to be put on debate. That's pretty cool. Motion debate. Debate. <laughs> hold on a second. Don't, don't worry. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a, mo a motion for debate in a second. Uh, why is that so funny? He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> but Alderman McMiniman has uh, some good stuff to say. It, it could even be improved further. Um, for example, um, we've talked about in the, uh, the registration and putting that information on the website. We've talked about the information also to include the ward in which the building is located and the date that the registration began. So we can kind of measure the timeline. It's really, uh, it's an ordinance about vacant properties and it's something that they're going to continue to track uh, and they want to be able to have better data. So um, McMiniman is just saying, well, we need even more data than what's on the actual ordinance. So they're going to amend that moving forward. Here's Corporation Council Zirkel. It's intended to try to uh, shorten uh, the time frames under which uh, properties could, one, remain on registration, and two, not some action taken. Now, this would be prospective, so it wouldn't be retroactive to something that's, uh, you know, that's something that's already on registration. Alderman Donilon has some questions. Thinking of scenarios, and, and this is the, really the first time that we've been presented this, so, but we, with the scenarios like where you have uh, a question of ownership, 
uh, how that, and I guess that would apply to the existing process too in the three-year period, but maybe this is something that we got to chat about offline. And Just all the different scenarios there could be. Alderman uh, uh, raised other issues here in a bit, but uh, Corporation Council Zirkle responding a bit. So there's a lot of protections in the statute that require due process and different things like that. So this particular uh, uh, ordinance will effectively shorten the time frame where the focus can get better quicker on what type of property it is. Is it one where the owner is truly simply being negligent? Is it one where they have no money or is it one where it's abandoned? Alderman uh, Redpath jumping in as well in this conversation. We have absentee landlords that don't even live in the city of Springfield. Mm -hmm. And those people, a lot of times, uh, almost dare us to take them to court. And because they they keep us in court for forever. So I'm hoping this this ordinance works because it really needs to work. Corporation Council Zirkle saying absolutely um, absentee landlords, those who don't live in the city of Springfield but own property in the city of Springfield uh, are an issue that needs to be dealt with, uh, and this could be something to help with that. Uh, But what about other instances? Alderman Williams asked about the Pillsbury site. That the Pillsbury site is a kind of a separate issue being the, there's actually a tremendous amount of uh, uh, litigation going on between yes. okay. uh, state and some pending uh, ordinance issues. We're currently uh, uh, okay. looking at uh, new. Uh, who, who's got a bag of chips? I don't know. If, could you? Could you? <laughs> maybe it's just now I'm hearing it because I got the headphones off. But somebody has a bag of chips right next to the microphone. Uh, state and some pending uh, what is that? ordinance issues. We're currently uh, Is that? Uh, looking at uh, drops? new uh, uh, ordinance violations, which we talked. So I just I I don't even care what Corporation Council Zirkle saying right there because I'm so distracted by uh, the sound of a uh, crumbling. Uh, <laughs> food wrapper of some kind. Uh, back to Alderman Williams uh, raising another issue outside of Pillsbury. I, I, I can't say I think of buildings like that already and I got two homes like that right now where the reason why the, the grass ain't being cut and all the unkept everything about the house is because no taxes is being because the person's in jail. Oh yikes. Yeah what do you do in that situation? Uh, if somebody's in jail, if somebody's in prison they own a property they can't tend to it. Um, Corporation Council Zirkle says, eh, that's not a defense. Uh, incarcerated is not a defense to, for example, owing real estate tax, you know, or ordinance violations. So that is not a defense. So it wouldn't be a delay. Incredible. Um, here's Alderwoman Conley. So just not being in a house doesn't necessarily, we're not going to see a huge rush of, of vacant buildings being registered. That it's, is correct. It's, it's all tied. They have to be to, in violation first. You're exactly right. It's all tied to the condition of the property as it is documented by an inspector. And then uh, finally here on this issue, Alderman Williams. Uh, Capital City Shopping Center where I have vacant pieces. I mean, the center itself is is up and operational, but I got storefronts or whatever you want to call them that have been vacant for years. So I'll just make an appointment and come and talk with you. And, and- so, uh, obviously, this is an ongoing issue. It's a concern that a lot of aldermen have, uh, and hopefully this ordinance could address some of those concerns when it comes to vacant properties, how to deal with landlords that may be absentee, how to deal with property owners that can't tend to things because of various circumstances, uh, and how to ultimately uh, settle these situations. So we'll hear more about that, I would imagine, in the future.
back with the Council Roundup on the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. The downtown location now open for lunch, Head West Subs. So we're in the middle of uh, last night's uh, Committee of the Whole meeting, and uh, a lot of other issues popping up here, including how to deal with Tent City. We'll hear just how much... Uh, is owed the city water, light, and power from former customers uh, and a whole bunch of other things as well. But let's get into an ordinance that uh, is up for consideration dealing with the city's liquor licensing classifications. And uh, this goes a couple of different ways, so we'll try to stay on the same page. But here's uh, Corporation Council Jim Zirkel talking about this ordinance is up for consideration. Dan, go. So it would prevent a package liquor licensee to convert from a package only to a on-site plus package. So ultimately, uh, it's it would try to curb uh, certain establishments from just seeking a liquor license of a certain classification so that they can get like video gambling, for instance. But Alderman Hanauer, he has a suggestion to amend this since it's dealing with the liquor code, uh, to, to tackle some of the problems that have happened with 3 a.m. bars. Well, I don't, I don't know if this is a good time to bring it up, but I wouldn't mind throwing an amendment on this that, that basically from here on out eliminates the 3 o'clock license for any bars or for any bars in the city of Springfield. Second. It doesn't, Second. It doesn't wow. affect wow. the ones that currently have it, but... It just says going forward, we're not gonna. We can we can draft an amendment for it's in effect like a moratorium from this day forward. There would not be additional. Yeah, it's just like this. It's just saying from here on out. The only caveat I would say is if they lose their three o'clock license for any reason, they're they're done. They don't get it back. So uh, the mayor chiming in on the ordinance overall uh, and uh, some of the questions about the liquor licensing of uh, various businesses. Uh, Real simply, it closes a loophole. Uh, We did have some packaged liquor establishments that uh, asked for the license to serve. And then they carve out a small piece for video gaming. So the ordinance originally tackling that, but again, Alderman Hanauer insistent that they amend it to include regulating 3 a.m. bars. What, one of my concerns with the 3 o'clock bars that we have is the police. We have to send a lot of squad cars that sit outside the, the 3 o'clock bars, and they take them from during that time. There's no, they're all around those, those few establishments. And in the meantime, there's things going on that, that we don't have police mm. protection in other parts of the city. That's yeah, a tough balancing act. Um, but so is ensuring that people have something to do at that time instead of having pop up block parties in the middle of the park. Here's Alderman Sean Gregory. You know, they have a nightlife, and we don't want to kill the nightlife. I know I, I'm in bed and you in bed by 1 o'clock, but, you know, everybody's not. So we got to be careful. I'm not. I'm, I'm totally good with this uh, one or the other. Uh. Ask my wife how frustrated she is with me looking at her at 7.30 at night, like yeah, half asleep drooling on myself saying, I'm going to bed. <laughs> 1 o'clock. Oh my gosh! Uh, anyways, back to more from Alderman Gregory. But when we, when we, I, I think we just need to, you know, be case by case. We might have something like a casino coming um, down the line. The mayor might bring that. We're gonna stop them from from doing anything. You know? 
interesting point. You know, uh, do we want to prevent things from being able to be attracted to Springfield with these types of policies? So we'll see where that goes next week, but it's something that's on the table. Uh, Alderwoman Purchase, now time for new and unfinished business. She has a question for the mayor concerning Tent City. I was just made aware of a terrible death at Tent City. Um, moments before city council started and it has me really concerned about this area and ward five i have two questions but the first question is where's the progress on this area so the mayor responding that uh, they're of course uh, helping with the continuum of care and getting uh, some shelter space opened up uh, and even the police saying that they're aware of the incidents and they're working on it but uh, uh Woman purchase uh, still insistent that uh, they, they do something um, about is this. Is it true that if there's bids available that we can clear this area and encourage those folks to move that way until we have the shelter open? Well, the mayor saying that, yeah, a lot of these uh, shelter spaces are uh, available, but there are some, some problems. There's barriers. I encourage them to find housing, you know, with regards to the other agencies. Um, it depends on the agencies if uh, they're uh, set up as a low barrier, and that's the, that's the gap of service that we have. Yeah, you can't uh, have somebody who's insistent on drinking or doing drugs go into a uh, high barrier type of facility. Um, more from uh, Alderwoman Purchase. Okay, um, thank you for that, but I still want to make sure we're kind of being a little forceful with applying pressure to push some of these people to certain shelters that have bids available. And Corporation Council Zirkle says you can't do that. We cannot, um, you know, force a person to go into a shelter. But they can guide them to uh, what the services are available. Uh, so you have the ongoing questions about how exactly to deal with all of this. Uh, an older woman purchased saying that it needs to be dealt with sooner than later because it's a serious problem. Maybe we can help with still clearing that area out so it's just not so convenient for them. And if we can't do that, um, I wanted to ask for assistance from Director Bottom on cleaning the area up since I was out there myself on Sunday assisting. So is there any way that we can get someone from Public Works at least once a week over there? Yeah, because you got to imagine, I mean, uh, somebody said something about some needles uh, and a variety of other just uh, uh, not clean things down in that uh, Tent City area. And it's an area that the city owns now, so they have to be held responsible for it. And there's some liability issues there. All right, moving on to the next issue the uh, city alderman talked about last night. Alderman Hanauer uh, divulging some of the conversation he had with the city's treasurer with something I think is, you know, we're going to hear a lot more about this. And it's, when is this emergency going to be over? Because there's some serious impacts from having continued emergency. Unfortunately, if... Uh, let's go to Alderman Hanauer over here. There you go. And uh, let me click this button there and go. Resolution for emergency actions. It was 2021-36 is, is for the COVID, all that. Um, it basically suspended any any collections that we have. It suspends uh, the admin court. Now I don't know. Um, admin courts where you go to, uh, you know, say, hey, I don't owe this. Uh, there wasn't a big hole in my roof. I don't owe this. They're just not doing that right now. Uh, so all that's been on hold. I think when we put that in place, we didn't anticipate it to last as huh. long as it has. <laughs> and I, I just would like to kind of get an idea from from the mayor and uh, Mr. Zirkel how long are we going to allow this to continue because according to the treasurer just in traffic 
traffic uh, citations alone, which it would be parking, traffic, whatever, and there's a 2131, there's 2,131 that are ready to go to collections. Wow. Because people just aren't paying. They, they know they don't have to, so they just don't pay. And then in property violations, which we all sit up here and we go crazy on, there's there's over there's 982 that haven't paid and you know if they don't have to pay they're not going to fix it. It's pretty incredible. Uh, that's a lot of uh, unpaid fines and fees uh, because of the ongoing emergency. And he says that uh, you know nobody really knew how long this was going to go or if it was going to go this long. And oh, some of us were saying oh, you allow this type of emergency to even be declared, and then it's just going to be uh, open ended. Uh, so it's going to have some serious consequences. Uh, also with CWLP, here's Doug Brown. We're owed three million dollars, uh, about five thousand, uh, you know, previous customers. Jeez. Oh my God. Three million dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's it's not, the average? It's not twelve. What do you I don't know the average. I don't know any of the numbers other than that. Wow. Um, being told that that is a reference to um, just from closed accounts, no longer customers. Um, just from closed accounts. Nothing to do with the regular debt for past due customers, but just closed accounts. So anything over 30 days and being told of late past due, it's around $5 million. Wow, unbelievable. So it was as high as 10 to $12 million during 2020, but still, that's a lot of money. That's nothing to, 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 to sneeze at. So they've been either disconnected or, you know, or moved away. <laughs> And we've given them all the opportunity to, you know, people that they, all they had to do was contact CWLP and, you know, I mean, that, I didn't realize that number, but wow. That's pretty incredible. Uh, Moving on, uh, while Doug Brown was up there from CWLP, Alderwoman DeCenso had a uh, question. If this is something that's out of our depth to handle, do we need to bring in some, you know, experts? Do we need to, what, what can we do to fix this? She's talking about the water. And I know we're told it's safe. It is. Um, but, you know, to smell it, it doesn't smell safe. To taste it, it doesn't taste safe. So mm, well, um, she continues with some of the other questions. What we heard last week was that because those units, because uh, 31, 32, and 33 aren't running and heating up the water um, and right. killing, you know, that harmful bacteria and algae, that this is why we're having this problem. And it uh, offered up Alderman Redpath uh, the appropriate time to uh, make a joke about Chatham. Can, can we buy water from Chatham? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even make fun of them anymore. No. Well, we still can. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you're right. Um, final few little bits here uh, from last night's meeting. Uh, we're not going to do much of the uh, public comments because the public comments really focused on uh, some of the uh, uh, issues concerning liquor licenses and some establishments just getting it for uh, gaming. Uh, but I did want to highlight, uh, again, back to the issue of the, uh, the the unpaid fines and fees. Here's uh, Treasurer Misty Busher talking about some of that. For your records, um, Alderwoman, the $3 million has escalated to that because of the resolution that's in place that has not allowed us to collect. Okay. So both City Water, Light and Power and the Treasurer's Office has not been able to turn anyone over to collection since March of last year. So Alderman Hanauer, I just made him aware of the backlog of not only all the work that we need to catch up on, but the dollars. So that's why he brought that up, just to let you know. And I remember just before the pandemic kicked in, uh, the treasurer's office was touting how much they've uh, collected in owed fines and fees. And uh, well, all that stopped. Uh, and it's been that way since God, March of 2020. That's incredible. All right. Uh, 
Alderman Sean Gregory sharing some positive good news here. This is great news. Um, I just want to publicly thank the Betty Smith family. They did donate a million dollars to to the park district nice. for us to do some some great re, uh, development in Cox Park. Um, and, and we really have uh, talked about some fabulous things, um, anywhere from you know uh, BMX. Well, that's pump cool. tracks, which which is just a, a wonderful thing for young kids to do, as well as some senior fit things. We've, we've had all types of discussion, as there's so much that we can do with a million dollars. So I, I just wanted to publicly thank them um, if they're listening, and um, I appreciate them. Thumbs up. That's uh, that's fantastic news. So uh, we'll see those developments uh, play out as well. Finally, here with the last night's Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole, Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso chairing the meeting. Let's hear what she had to share. Everyone, everyone, listen up. This is big. Right. This is really big. Right. I would like to thank Animal Control. What? Wow. Mayor Wayne Calder and State's Attorney Dan Wright. Whoa. Uh, we had an emergency situation on Friday, and the mayor stepped in and said, Get it done now. <laughs> and he did. He did. And a warrant had to be issued. Wow. Um, we saved two adult dogs and four puppies from a house. Nice. As you all know, this is a, something near and dear to my heart. And I said, uh, you know, Dan Wright jokingly sent me a text. He's like, I, well, I want to hear about this. I guess he listens to Council Roundup, and, uh, you know, hears me go crazy about animal control all the time. So thank you very much for doing your job. That's awesome. Anytime the Council Roundup can get a plug, uh, the Springfield City Council Roundup. We'll take it. All right. uh, That's your Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west.